Just stop every podcast time. <laughs> Harry, I want to talk to you about baby names, man. Whoa, geez, you're getting a bit clucky, are you, mate? Uh, no, 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 that's not the case whatsoever. All I'm talking about is what people call their kids, okay. right? Yep. Because around the world at the moment, it's been happening for a while. People are just making up these stupid names when really we already have a collection of names that we can kind of choose from. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. But it's weird that people are coming up with new names when there's so many old names that are so underused and underutilized. Where are the Beryls and the Cheryls of the world anymore? They're dying out. God forgive, God forbid I find a kid called Frank. <laughs> Where are the Franks? There should They're be nowhere. more Franks. I want more Franks. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. Some people try to make up names, right? They try to make up names to their kids to try and be really creative. And there's some that you are not allowed to actually call your child. Not allowed? Like legally not allowed? Like legally not allowed. And there's one country that has had so many names banned that they deserve a mention today. <laughs> okay. And it's New Zealand. Oh, no. The land of the long white cloud yep. is also the land of the most ridiculous parents who are trying to be the biggest assholes to their kids. I don't understand why New Zealand does this. New Zealand, not only to half of the places in New Zealand have ridiculous names, no yeah. offence to the national you know, heritage uh, over there, the Maoris and everything, but some of those names are so incredibly hard to pronounce. Exactly. And not to mention you've got Maori culture there, so you've got a whole bunch more bunch of names that you can call your child. Yeah. Here's a name for you. Oh, no. Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> That's the name that was banned by the New Zealand government. Is, is, is does the hula in Hawaii the middle name? Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. Does the, the hula name. from Hawaii. So that's not the middle name. No, no, no. The entire thing is the first name. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii, Scott Smith. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Tallulah wow. does a hula from Hawaii. Middle name, Michaels. last name. <laughs> oh my That's... God, that is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. I was thinking is about, it... you know, like names that you probably shouldn't call someone, like, you know, Google. That shouldn't well, be allowed. Well, this, this is the thing, though. So New Zealand government caught wind of this Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. And they're like, this is borderline child abuse, guys. Oh, wow. So they assumed guardianship of the child and then changed the name. To... to... <laughs> To what? What would the, what would the what government call? I don't know what it was. You can't call? find out. I think it's because she's nine. <laughs> <laughs> but they've gone, Tallulah does a hula from Hawaii. That's ridiculous. You are no longer allowed to be parents. Wow. Which I think is fair. I think that's fair. And I'm still amazed that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin are still allowed to have their child after naming them after a fruit. Apple. Doesn't make any sense. Even Kanye and Kim named their kid after a direction. But I think North is fine because North has been a name. Has it? It's been a name before. I think you're getting it's distracted by that name. Alfred Hitchcock I'm... movie, North by Northwest. Yeah. It doesn't. You yeah, can't exactly. just name kids exactly. after movies. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. There's another one though. I've got another one for you. Okay. This is probably the, this one probably takes a cake. All right. Anal. Anal. <laughs> yeah. Anal. Anal. And this oh, is only recently. God. This is only recently. This is in 2013. Oh no. Why right. would you do that? The parents have to get all the potential names approved by the government in New Zealand, and the officials deem some too wacky that they get <laughs> it gets added to an ever-growing list of banned names. Sorry, this sorry. one was added to the list in 2013. Anal. 
anal. Are you absolutely kidding me? Sometimes, you know, some parents come up with names for their kids, you know, where they were conceived or something. Be like, oh, I'm going to call her Brooklyn because, you know, we were traveling in Brooklyn and that's where it happened. Sure. No one's calling her backseat. That's not, that's not how you <laughs> call the kid backseat. Yeah. Kitchen bench. My little mistake. <laughs> so calling your kid whoops, but like calling your kid anal—that's that—that's uh, physically calling impossible. Calling whoops, whoops, would be great. Where's whoops? Whoops, <laughs> little baby whoops. Imagine that at roll call. <laughs> All right, children. Uh, James present. Sarah here. Whoops. 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 Oh yeah, I'm here. Sorry, sir. Sorry. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like when you used to uh, mess up uh, your substitute teachers by writing terrible names. Yeah, you write the, the absolute ridiculous names. You, mean, you know, if your name was Whoops, your the teacher just wouldn't take you seriously. Well, there's another one that was banned in New Zealand called Sex Fruit. What? Did, sorry, did you say Sex Fruit? Sex Fruit. Yeah. Oh my God. They stepped in to stop some poor child who had to spend the rest of their life being named Sex Fruit. <laughs> sex Fruit. <laughs> Although being raised by those kinds of parents, I reckon they live in a commune somewhere in the hills, walking around naked all the time. That's definitely got something to do with when you were conceived. <laughs> Has they, to. These parents are so stupid. They should call their kid Cucumber just so they could shove that name up their ass. <laughs> Shad, what do you smell like today? Um, sunshine and rainbows, mate. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, mate. Of course you do. What's your actual perfume? What do you use? What's your what's your cologne? Uh, mate, I, jeez, I don't know. Uh, I had some Hugo what? something in the car. Maybe it's that. Whoa, hello. Yeah, busting out the boss. Mate, don't even don't even worry about it. <laughs> I I don't need to anymore. I just need to stand close to you, and the ladies will just come towards me. <laughs> Just come straight out of the wet work. Well, I... well, a whole bunch of scientists have actually been doing a bunch of research on comets, man. And uh, they've actually put a little perfume together of what a comet smells like. Right. Hang on. Doesn't that sound amazing? Well, it does, but but I want to know what's the composition of a comet. What's the composition of a comet? Isn't it just rock? Well, yeah, because, right, methane gas isn't exactly a nice smelling smell. <laughs> no, it's not, Chad. Yeah. No, it's not at all. You have you've grown grown wise to this story, haven't you? I, I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking I'm picking up what you're putting down. I think I'm getting a whiff of what you're coming up with. <laughs> yeah, you've sniffed out this story before <laughs> me as well. Here's the thing, Shaddy. Here's the thing about this comet. It sounds amazing. Wouldn't like people who don't know that comets actually smell like absolute garbage. It sounds amazing. Oh, I'd love to smell all. Like a comet, very spacey, you know, stardust, all these fantastic words you want to throw out there. It's just a shame comets smell like cat piss. <laughs> Do they? Oh, yeah. Cat piss is cat what comets smell like. It's like the worst like. smell. It has got to be one of the worst smells on the planet. But here's the thing. Does the comet smell like cat piss or does cat piss smell like comets? Oh, very much the new chicken and egg conundrum. Well, arguably, comets probably came before cat piss. That's true. But does that mean there's a there's a slice there's a slice of comet in all cats? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just like there's a little bit of Doritos in each dog's paws. Yeah, you you are a big fan of this. I am 100% backing this. I'm shipping dog's paws smell like Doritos and that is a great scent. I would get scent of dog's paw. Scent of dog's paw? Would you? Yeah, I know it sounds like an ingredient you'd put in a bubbling cauldron yeah but it does i would i would spray dog's it really does. On myself. 
<laughs> oh yes, a hint of comet and one piece of scent of dog paw. And it's just like you've just walked into someone's house that had a cat and a dog who like died and no one noticed, and the cats and dogs have just been walking around the house, and you're like, "Oh, it smells like comets and Doritos in Ooh, here." Lovely. That's what a scientist says when they enter a room because they like yeah. they describe everything in the more technical terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So next time you're drinking something that smells really bad, you can go, "Hmm, I'm getting notes of comet." Oh, this tastes like co- this tastes like Haley's comet. <laughs> oh, Haley. Oh. Once every bloody hundred years, this taste. Jesus, mate. this is disgusting. Get this out of my face. <laughs> but why did why did cats get the uh, get the short end of the stick? Cats smell fucking terrible. Good on them though, because they're dicks. Cats are dicks. I'll give you that. Except Hank. This this um this whole do- dog poor Dorito thing yeah. has Doritos ever jumped on board with this? Because I know it could it could be a, t- a negative for their product, but it could work to be a positive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they go, oh, Doritos. Everyone loves the smell of Doritos. And then you smell a dog's paw, which you'd think, well, dogs kind of walk in shit sometimes and they don't care about that at all. And they're always walking all over the ground. It makes you wonder what's in the Doritos. Exactly right. It makes you wonder what's in a bloody Dorito. Is Doritos secretly cooking up the stray dogs of the world? Oh, no. Oh, no. You've made, you've, you're wrinkling my brain. Where's their factory based? I don't know. I don't want to say China. I certainly hope I don't not. want to say China either because that would be racist. But yeah. those listening, draw your own conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to do here. We like to provoke a bit of dialogue and then leave it at that. Just leave it right there. It's been a while since we've had a good, scary shark movie. Am I right? Yeah, it's true. That's true. Jaws was absolutely amazing. Or the sequels to Jaws, eh, not so great. Sharknado, okay. It's laughably bad. There's already been too many sequels of that. But there is one movie that's coming out real soon that I'm actually really excited to see. It's called The Shallows. Have you heard of it? Yeah, this is the one with um, Blake Lively. Yes, with Blake Lively. It looks pretty cool. It kind of features she's, uh, well, what I've got from the trailers is she's often about surfing at a fantastic little place, and then a shark comes, kills the guys she was surfing with, attacks her, and she's stuck on a rock. Yeah, that's right, and the water's rising. The water's rising, the shark's circling her. It looks pretty badass. It's kind of, it kind of mirrors... Uh, Ryan Reynolds, who is her partner, is kind of that that Buried movie as well. I've never seen that movie. Buried is pretty good. Buried is actually pretty freaking good. But here's the thing about Blake Lively's movie. Everyone who has seen advanced screenings of the movie says that there is one standout character in this movie. Can you guess what it is? Is it the shark? It is not the shark, Shad. It's a seagull. A seagull? One seagull in this movie apparently steals the fucking show Wilson style. Really? Oh yeah, the standout character in the background of so many shots, sitting on this one rock with Blake the entire movie. I haven't seen it, so I don't really know if she talks to it or anything like that. He's just there the whole time. Yeah, there the whole time. And the directors have commented saying, yeah, it's a real seagull. It just kind of didn't leave. It's It's like left shark. Yeah, it is, it is left shark. And and I am hoping, you know, there's there's a few things you got to tick in a movie. Number one, the male character dies, that's a bit sad. 
If a female character dies, that's a little sadder. I don't know if there's some sort of sexual annotation with that, but it's, I always feel a little worse when a female character feel worse, dies. Yeah, you kind of. I think it's because it, there's like the heroine. Yeah, exactly. You kind of want them to get there in the end, but male yeah. characters. It's like a it's like that time. shark movie, Deep Blue Sea. Oh yeah, when Samuel L. Jackson. Spoiler alert: When he dies, oh dear. He dies at the beginning, and you kind of and you sit there and you're thinking, this chick's gonna make it. This chick's gonna make it. <laughs> little Cool J still hasn't died. There's still a, there's still a black guy there. Yeah, he's black and has a moustache, and he yeah. lives. It doesn't make any sense. He's gonna have to die. But then, spoiler alert, he's the only one that survives. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what a twist! <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Oh, but like I said, you can't kill animals in movies, man. You can't kill them. You kill dogs. Oh no. No, you can't kill That's a dog true. in a movie. You definitely can't kill a kid in a movie. But don't you dare kill this seagull. No, you can kill kids. Fuck kids. Really? <laughs> I don't think so. You can't kill a kid in a movie, man. That's way too depressing. Have you seen... You can if they're an evil kid, man. Like there who? There's conjuring movies that are out at the moment. People are dying at the screenings and stuff. If they're an evil kid. Do you think There's Toy Story would have been better if they killed Sid? Yeah, I think so. Really? It would have gotten real dark. It would have got really dark. Buzz and Woody just punching him in the face. I reckon I reckon Toy Story would have been Toy Story would have been heaps different if it had come out after Taken. Like if Taken had come out before Toy Story came out, can you imagine how much different Woody's adventure to try and get Buzz back would have been? <laughs> like the bad guy next the kid next door would have rung Woody on his little toy phone. Yep. And the toy phone would have rolled into the bedroom. Waiting under the bed, hiding, he gets dragged out from under the bed. (laughs) Yeah, Buzz is gone, and then Woody has to do uh, Liam Neeson's line. But here's (laughs) the thing, if Woody had to do that line, and very Tom Hanks, he's just like, I will find you. I will kill you, Buzz! What's going on? He's always yelling, oh Woody. That's true. He's always just screaming and flailing his arms I'd like to see Toy Story taken. (laughs) The merging, the merging film. Emerging film? Yeah, yeah. The two together. I definitely like, like a Liam Neeson. Oh, you know what? The next Toy Story, they should have Liam Neeson figurine in there. Oh, you're just an action figure, and all he's doing is constantly like trying, trying to <laughs> tell people about his set of skills. <laughs> yeah, but like it says on the outside of the box, it's like contains a certain set of skills, and they're listed <laughs> there on the outside of the box for ages four and under. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland, Chad. It's a place of magic and mystery. Am I right? Yeah, man. Oh, beautiful. it's absolutely beautiful. It's the happiest place on earth. Except when you go to Disneyland, you don't really expect to look up and be absolutely shocked out of your brain, right? No. Maybe mm. on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride or something. Hey, that ride's pretty freaky sometimes. <laughs> I checked it out before it was changed way back when, and it was just creepy. Anyway, a whole bunch of people looked up at Disneyland the other day and saw a UFO. Right. Yeah. Now, Disneyland, usually you'd go, oh, you know, it's a bit uh, it's a bit magical. You're entering a world of fantasy and illusion. You'd be like, oh, I wonder what that bloody thing is. And then all the other people working at Disneyland were like, oh, shit, I don't know what that thing is either. I was a little worried then you were going to say they looked up and they saw an alligator. <laughs> and it was it was raining alligators. <laughs> They're like, oh no, it's alligator NATO. Hide your kids. Hide <laughs> your wife. Alligators raining down from the high heavens. No, here's the thing. Uh, they were walking up Main Street in Disneyland. This dude uh, had a bit of footage and there was a UFO up there. Now, it's really got me thinking about the whole concept of UFOs. Now, you and I... Uh, did spend a whole bunch of time in Darwin, which some people say is the UFO capital of Australia. The uh, Northern Territory, yeah. Yeah. 
Now, there's a lot of un unidentified flying objects, but here's what gets me a little annoyed about unidentified flying objects, Chad. Yeah. Did you see what I just did just yeah. then? Yeah. I just did something physically where I am just then. <laughs> I just threw something. Do you know what it was? I have no idea what it was. Exactly. It's a UFO. Right. right because you I can't see. identify it. Yeah. The whole unidentified flying object doesn't mean spaceship. It just means, what's that? Right. That's literally it. That's literally UFO. Everyone goes absolutely crazy. They lose their minds when people spark the conversation of, was it a UFO? Was it a UFO? If I threw something and you couldn't tell me what it was, that's a UFO as well. Yeah. You know an interesting thing I saw the other day about UFOs what and was aliens? It? Remember Tom DeLong from Blink-182? Yes, yeah, yeah, I do. He quit the band, obviously. Now he's like in his own band, Angel of the Airways. And he did an interview the other day that said one of the reasons he quit the band two years ago or a year and a half ago was because he wanted to pursue his interest in uh, extraterrestrial life and UFOs. Oh, no. And he's one of those people, uh, and you can find podcasts that you can listen to these crazy people talk, that think that aliens came down and some of us have... Uh, they're, they're essentially Mulder. They're Mulder. Aliens have come down and implanted, you know, robotic stuff in our brains that's, like, making us evolve and there's humanoids walking among us and we don't even know. Oh, my God. And they, like, believe it. Like, they full-on believe it. I interviewed a lady about it once and I was just like, you... She, it says she's a psychologist, but mm -hmm. I think it was meant to say should see a psychologist. <laughs> Because some of the stuff is like, there's balls of energy just walking around talking oh to us. Oh, my God. People are insane. Like, I, don't know what, I don't know what LSD you're on, but if I could have some. <laughs> send it my way. That would Here's be the thing phenomenal. about aliens, mate. <laughs> I was re-watching uh, because the new Independence Day movie's coming out soon. Or maybe yeah. it's already out. And I just haven't bloody seen it yet. Anyway, I was re-watching the old Independence Day movie. And, you know, there's a lot of shock and terror. These giant ships come down. But they're really not very smart these aliens why is that in the slightest because they just kind of rock up and then they sit there for a while doing very little then they blow up some cities and then the main scientist guy says oh they're here for our resources what resources just blew half the thing up what resources what are they looking for like water maybe they haven't they, they could steal all the water they could suck everything out of the oceans without killing everyone what else could we possibly have that they want? Well, that's like the, trees? That's like why Wood? I liked, um, was no. it Signs? Signs, yeah. And it was like the water freaked them out? Yeah. Because they're like, ah, water, gah! And then the other one with uh, Tom Cruise. That was just air. Yeah, it was just they decided to try and breathe and were like, suckers! Yeah, no, didn't <laughs> they? They all got sick. They all got like a cold. Yeah. See, the cold, so the common cold killed so many of us. We have the best weapon for when aliens get here, yeah. and that's just to go and send some sick children to them. Exactly. I mean, it kills parents. Parents <laughs> get knocked out by it when, yeah. when their kid's sick, and the next thing you know, the parent's like, oh, God. That's our flu. defense. That should be our defense to aliens if they ever come. Just send a giant sick, kid. sick kid's nose yeah. sneezing up at them. Pretty much. Like, one, we just send a kid in that's, like, so sick that, you know, when kids are sick at school and they wipe their nose on their jumper? Oh, and it no. looks like a snail's crawled down the side of their Send arm. up this crusty jumper. Yeah, we send a few of those kids into them for the negotiation <laughs> stage of our surrender. Yeah, and then the aliens think they've won the negotiations, but these kids are just like, ugh. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, you win. Bye. And then they all die. Exactly. We kill them all with this, just a simple chemical warfare with so, child soldiers. Oh. Chemical warfare <laughs> with child soldiers sounds so incredibly awful. But in, but but in very reality, effective. it's just sending sick kids to the aliens. Done. Yeah. At least they're not going to school and infecting everyone else. Send them to the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, we've spoken about movies on uh, this week's episode of Top Heavy. Indeed. Uh, but I've got a query I want to ask you because obviously you're the movie buff of the ch- you're the movie buff of the duo. You're the okay. team movie man. Right? Thank you. I appreciate it. I do uh, like to help my trivia teams yeah. from time to time with my uh, movie knowledge. Yeah, and I thought I want to ask you something about movies, okay? Because there's something that's annoying me about the movie industry. There's two things, two things that I want to bring up, okay? Mm-hmm. First one is, does anyone make original movies anymore? Uh, yes, but they don't uh, get made because they don't get high ratings and studios don't want to do it because it's still a gamble. Because I'm getting sick of remakes of old movies. That Like, we're staring down the barrel of, I think, the seventh Spider-Man. Oh, God, so many iterations. We only had a Spider-Man, like a different version of Spider-Man, two different versions of Spider-Man. About two and a bit years ago, didn't we? I know. Andrew Garfield only got two chances at it. Yeah, and now how we're making a whole times, new one. Shad, how many times do we have to see Uncle Ben die? I know. It's like, do we have to go through this torture over and over again? <laughs> Every single time in the cartoon, in yeah. the first Tobey Maguire movie, in the Andrew Garfield movie. It's going to happen in this new one. Oh, God. Like, I can't I can't do it. I you can't know what they do should it. do? If they want to make a new Spider-Man like this new one they're going to put together, how about it's long after Uncle Ben died? That would be great. That would be absolutely fantastic. I reckon they should start with a Star Wars like opening scroll. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's go, oh, the galaxy is in unrest. Uncle Ben died. Now let's go. Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's after it. Yeah, Years after Uncle Ben died and he got his revenge over some person and... Except it was a robber. Great power comes great responsibility. Blah blah bullshit. Yeah, you could sum it up so quickly. Uncle yeah. Ben said to Spider Man, "Great power comes great responsibility." Uh, Spider Man got angry. A robber accidentally killed Uncle Ben. That Spider Man let go. He blames himself for it. Now he's over it. It's four years in the past. Let's kick some ass. Yeah, it's four years in the future now. And you know what character that they haven't had in the Spider Man movies? Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But he's in the Daredevil movie. I'm pretty sure, except they call him a different name. The Kingpin. Oh, yeah, 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 Kingpin. The Kingpin was like the main guy in the cartoons. It was the big, giant, fat, bald guy. Uh-huh. And he was, like, real strong, and he had, all, he had all these little minions doing all this stuff, and he worked with the guys with the red hair that were the Hobgoblin dudes Yep. to make all these bad guys. Where's that guy been in all the movies? I don't know. Because don't he know. was, like, a pretty integral part of the cartoon. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll definitely give you that one. But it's, you know, Green Goblin is the most, you know, sought-after Spider-Man villain. But we've seen him so many times yeah. now. We only got Dr. Octopus once. Yeah, and he was great. He was I loved Sp- Spider-Man 2 is one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I will put, I'll put my, uh, put, put my card out there and say that. You know, there's been Avengers, there's been Ant-Man, there's been all this kind of stuff. But Spider-Man 2... The, the original, well, the one after the original, but is one of my favourite uh, superhero movies of all time. It's great. Right. My next query. My next query about movies, mate. Okay? Movies are supposed to mimic real life, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. like, as in when they're, when they're done in our time? As oh, like present yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, if they're set in the present day, yeah. Present day type of movies. How come I'm not seeing heaps of people on their smartphones in the background? 
And on top of that, all these bad things that are happening in these present day movies, like chasing someone down the street, beating them up, shooting them. That that stuff would be getting caught on phones now, guys. Yeah. And you'd be getting caught. You're gonna get away with it. <laughs> like exactly. writers are not writers are not working this into their scripts now. No, no, they're really not. Can I just say, if you if we're talking about Spider Man again, it'd be so annoying for Peter Parker to get these great <laughs> yeah. shots of Spider Man because true. everyone else would send the the bloody what is it, the Daily Planet, the Bugle, whatever. Yeah, it'll be a Snapchat story saying Spider Man spottings. And yeah, you'd be like, oh, for God's sake, how am I supposed <laughs> to make any money off the Spider Man business? And you know what? Then he'd turn to a life of crime. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, God, everyone, stop! How am I meant to make some money? That's the that's the kind of Spider Man story I want to see. <laughs> Opening credits, yeah, Uncle Ben died. Great power, great responsibility. It's four years later. The but the rise of the smartphone has been eating into newspapers like the Daily Bugle or whatever the hell it was called. Uh, and uh, as a result of this, Peter Parker has lost his job and is now working as a waiter for tips. Uh, while also fighting crime and living in a dingy little tiny apartment and he's got a landlord that wants to kick him out. That's right. Hey, he was delivering pizzas in the second movie. Yeah, there you go. He's back to delivering pizzas again. Yeah, and he was <laughs> But still... then even then, Domino's has got that robot pizza delivery service now, so he's becoming redundant in every job that he's in. Hey, there's going to be drone delivery soon. Exactly. So he's, he's starting to lose his ability to earn any money and finally he makes a turn for fighting crime. I don't yep. see any problem, right? In a superhero, like, say, Spider-Man, fighting crime, right? Stopping the bad guys, stopping the big bad guys from killing heaps of people and doing the occasional bank robbery. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. No, he stops the robbers from stealing the money and then no one can ever find the money they stole. Yeah, or he like he <laughs> takes a cut, takes a spidey tax. Yeah, takes a spidey tax. I could definitely see that. Why isn't anyone in any of these superhero movies going, oh, we better take, we'll, we'll, we'll put in a spidey tax. <laughs> we, we call it the eight-legged discount. Yeah, and then that way we can give him a slice of the spidey tax and then part of that spidey tax will also go to fixing all the damages that he causes. Which is a lot. With his, with his fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be great. And that would be, then we just have him on the books then. Imagine him having to do his tax return. <laughs> You're, you're upset that the Kingpin isn't in any of the episodes and he's always fighting, you know, Rhino or Sandman or Green Goblin. Should we just Spider-Man versus the Bank of America? Yeah. You know, he's just trying to make some money. Spider-Man versus Wall Street. Yeah, Spider-Man takes on his landlord in a passive-aggressive series of letters. Yeah, it's another crossover film. That's Spider-Man, Wolf of Wall Street and The Big Short. <laughs> yeah, The Spider of Wall Street. <laughs> the, the Short Spider of Wall Street. <laughs> All right, Harry, we've got to touch on it, mate. We've got to touch on it. It's the biggest breakup in the world's history. Oh, God, Calvin and Taylor. No, no, what? it's not. It's the oh. biggest breakup since the US said, see you later, Britain. Britain has said, see you later to the EU. Oh, yeah, the air. The Brexit. The Brexit. The Brexit. I thought it was a breakfast cereal. <laughs> yeah. At first, yeah. I was like, why is everyone talking about this like health food bar? It does sound like it, doesn't it? Because remember you had those crispets? Yeah. And the, the, those things. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this Brexit? And then I read about it and went, oh, no, this is going to be a terrible idea. Yeah, it's, um, look, I don't know the major ins and outs of the uh, of the Brexit. I'm not going to sit here and try and overly analyse it because that's not what this show's about. What I'm no. going to tell you about is a plot by some pro-European Union people to get people to stay in the EU, to convince the Britons to vote to stay. Okay, okay. There was this French group. They were uh, pro-Remain campaigners, and they launched an operation called, and it's only the French could ever do this, 
Operation Croissant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is the yes. kind of, that's like the biggest, that's the greatest operation since Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> operation Croissant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. These are uh, These French pro-EU group wanted to go out, hand out postcards written by Parisians, uh, urging people to stay in the EU, to vote to stay in the EU. Uh, so they went to King's Cross Station in London, uh-huh. and they gave them the letter plus free freshly baked croissants. That's ingenious. It's great. That is really good. Kind of like, you leave, you might not get these. Well, they'll still get these, but I don't know. <laughs> Deliciousness? Yeah, Delicious. I think... Vote to stay? Okay. <laughs> Mate, it's these scare tactics that arguably have worked. Well, this is the thing. They got stopped by British police, so they wanted to stay. But the, obviously, the, they decided to say no. The British yep. they were like, no, we're going to leave. They voted to leave, so it didn't work. But one of the reasons it didn't work is because British police swooped in to stop the Paris-baked plot to tempt Britons to stay in the European Union. They, they stopped they it. They said that one of the, the reason that they stopped these people from going to King's Cross Station and handing out these letters and giving away these free croissants was because they didn't want... It to affect the vote. <laughs> that's, they, that's the point of it. Yeah, they were like, "You cannot do this because it will rig the vote." That's... What is everyone? Are all Britons so enamoured with croissants? <laughs> like, is croissants so irresistibly delicious <laughs> that if they had stood at King's Cross Station and did that, mind you, it was in London, who overwhelmingly voted to stay anyway. Exactly right. They should have. They should have had another. <laughs> campaign right near them handing out free snails and everyone would have gone oh, oh um uh, leave. Uh, uh, i think maybe we will leave honestly i think it's i think it's a bit a bit bit bullshit to be honest to be like oh you can't do the croissants because it's going to rig the vote negatively because people will vote because you know they got a croissant so they'll vote to remain that's that's affects the election poorly yeah. well, what about all the bullshit facts that are getting thrown around that aren't even facts oh i know it's absolutely no one's, no one's arresting them <laughs> no one's fact-checking because yeah. everyone's stuffing their face full of fucking pastry. Maybe instead of checking who's, who's serving out food, maybe you should check the facts that they're getting thrown around. <laughs> instead of getting up these poor French people that made the trip over to give away some bloody croissants. Oh, uh, hang on for one second. These poor French people, can I just say, something very, very important in our entire history of the world is that, you know, Shad, have you heard of that war where the French went neutral? But now they're like, oh, no, don't leave the EU. We will be very involved here and give you free croissants. Yeah, I'm, they, I, look. look. No, no, it's, it's not on. No, no, they can't go neutral in a fucking war and then be like, oh, please don't leave. Have some pastries. some deeps. Like, this is, you've been holding this, you've been holding this in since World War II. Oh, mate, I'm an old soul. <laughs> well, never mind the French, Harry, because as I was saying, this is one of the worst breakups in the history of the world. Uh, between uh, the British and the European Union. And you know what happens in a breakup? What? One of the parties starts to get a bit bitter. Oh, no. And the EU has apparently already started to get pretty bitter. Because not only have they said, well, if you want out, get out as soon as possible. Right? That's fine. But they've also, reportedly, the EU is poised to ban high-powered appliances such as kettles, toasters and hair dryers within months of the Britain's referendum vote. Oh, no. I w- so they are going to hit the British where it hurts at their teapot. <laughs> that, is, that. that is their heart and soul. Well, we're going to limit the teapots. <laughs> I would expect the EU to then, like, grab all of Britain's stuff 
and just throw it over the yeah. side of the border. They're, that's like, pretty much what they're doing. They're going, all right, fine, yeah, you want to leave? You want to leave? Well, you know that cup of tea that you love so much? We're putting a ban on some of the kettles. It's gone so now. deal with that. Yeah, that's right. I could, you know, talking about breakups, though, you could imagine the EU just, like, sending private messages to all of Britain's friends. You know, Britain yeah. talks to Australia. They go, has Britain said anything about us? Um, <laughs> anything? Is Britain seeing anyone else? And Australia's like, mate, fuck off. You know, I'm on Britain's side here. Yeah. Well, I think we're just kind of like, don't give a shit. Yeah, we, we, we really don't care. We're in the middle. We're like, I don't want to be part... I don't want to be part of this. Yeah, we're the friend that doesn't care. It's like, we're the friend that goes, we're having a party, so you guys better be bloody civil. Yeah, I'm inviting both of you. It's my party. I'm not <laughs> not inviting party. you because you're not going to get on with Britain. You're both coming, or <laughs> fucking, I don't care. Just come. Yeah, it's like, it's my 100th, it's my 108th birthday, <laughs> and I want both of you to be there. Now, if you can't deal with that EU, and same with you, Britain, if you can't put your little problems aside just for one bloody party... Yep. Then you can hang out with North Korea at the shitty table. Sucked in. <laughs> How are you a fan of sushi? I love sushi, mate. It's like uh, it's like my medicine. Right, yeah. See, see, I'm a big fan of sushi. I go to sushi train here in Cairns. Mm-hmm. Go to sushi train all the time. I enjoy uh, getting a nice bit of that sweet, sweet rice rolls. Love it. But something that I've started to realise with the sushi train is that I'm a bit of a... Mm, not a very an adventurous person. Oh no! Why? You got to take a gamble sometimes, mate. You got to get on a different carriage. Well, this is the thing. I think that sushi train separates the men from the boys. Okay. When it comes to adventurous, because the thing is, I sit around at the one that I'm at. I sit around your grey, maybe your blue or red. Right. Coloured plates. So that's yeah. So that's like your grey's your lowest. Blue, then red. You're talking about like your 350, your 4, your 450, and sometimes yeah, your 5. Yeah, fives. exactly. So yeah. like I'm sitting there, I'm pretty much having your, your chicken and avocado. Nice. Your tuna and avocados. They're kind of grey platers. They're grey platers. Sometimes I get a bit adventurous and I want one of those karagi rolls. Oh, yeah, they're good. And that's like me blue or red plate. And generally when I'm doing that, it's probably when I'm on a date. Okay, because you want to, you know, assert your, your Well, dominance. you want to impress, don't you? Yeah, it's like, like oh, Come on, date. I'm taking out. It's like a really easy way to show a female that you've taken out that you're willing to spend more on them. Yeah. Because straight away, they see the colour of the plate and they're like, hello, this guy willing <laughs> yeah. to spend $4.50 on me. You should put that on your Tinder profile, mate. You yeah, go, I'll I you will get plates. you gold plates. I might change that. I'll buy you red plates. I will go from red to gold at Sushi <laughs> Train for you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think because uh, the sushi train and the plate system is uh, you color coordinated? Do you think it could have some sort of uh, system along with like karate and taekwondo? Oh, definitely. Like if you are a sushi master, black one's pretty high. If you're a sushi yeah. master and you are training, they start you on the yellow belt. They start you on the uh, no, you start uh, on white on belt. the white belt. Yeah, and yeah. then you go to yellow. Then I think you go blue, red, brown, and you get tips. Yeah, once you get to black, you get you get tips sometimes. I did I did uh, uh, taekwondo for a little bit, but so I reckon. Did I. Oh my god! Jeez, did we just become good friends? I think we did. We just became <laughs> best friends just then. <laughs> hey, this is the thing though, right? I go to sushi train, and the, there's some things on there that I'm kind of like, is this actually sushi? <laughs> like, they kind of run out of ideas. Yeah, I feel like they're making sushi rolls all day. They're making the chicken. They're making the avocado ones that we all know and love. That are obviously the most popular. The yeah. salmon as well, very popular. Not so much mine. 
but then you start to see some that come around and you're kind of like, you're just making this up, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you know no, I'll mean? give you that. Like, there's yeah. one that came around the other day and it was on a blue plate. So, you know, I was kind of like, oh, am I going to venture into here? And it was chicken and cucumber roll, which yeah. I'm like, that's standard. That's a standard roll. That's Two fine. Two pretty decent things, yeah. But then on top of it was an array of rice bubbles. Rice bubbles? Rice bubbles. No way. Just sitting along the top of it. And I was like, is that supposed to make me think, ooh, rice bubbles. How wow. fancy. Do you reckon maybe it was kind of like an underwater theme? There was rice on the bottom and then bubbles on the top, like they're rising to the surface. Well, the thing is, I've been to Japan, mate, and I haven't seen rice bubbles on any of the sushi over there. <laughs> right? All right, then. All right. All, all right. right. But this whole rice bubble thing on top, putting the breakfast cereal on top, is this being made by a sushi chef or is there a five-year-old out the back of there <laughs> whose mum's come and gone, come on, let's make some sushi together. You can no. put whatever you want on it. And he's like, rice bubbles. I reckon it was probably one of the sushi chefs, one of the white belt sushi chefs, one of okay. the guys that was only preparing the well, white plates. Well, what's the white belt doing touching a blue plate sushi level? He's not ready. Do you think they go Cocoa Pops, maybe? Maybe they put Cocoa Pops. Yeah, yeah, just like a chocolate milkshake, only karage. <laughs> Anal. Anal? <laughs> yeah. Anal? Anal.